and welcome into another episode of the West Life Podcast. I am your host, Josh Barnett. Uh, yeah, tonight we're going to preview and re- review last week's game and preview this week's game because uh, we spent an hour and a half talking about one second of the game last week. So um, we'll talk about the other 70, 79, 59 uh, tonight. But um, yeah, as always, yeah, we are sponsored by West Ashfield um, and of course MG Pump Solutions. Uh, also, uh, at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter, please give us a follow. Um, yeah, and Facebook too. Please, our Facebook needs some love. So if you're on Facebook, go on the facebook.com and uh, give Westlife a, uh, a like and a follow. And patreon.com forward slash Westlife if you'd like to support the show. And welcome into everyone watching live on our YouTube and our uh other socials as well, so give us a like and a subscribe on there too. Um, boys, I have Rob and As joining me tonight for this uh, review preview show. Uh, I'll start with you, Rob. How are you on this Thursday evening? Have you? Uh, I don't know about you, but I, I, what are we four? What is it? Thursday, four days. 48, 24, 48, 96 hours uh, plus since the game finished. Yeah, 24, 48, yeah, 96 hours. Uh, I'm still angry. I still haven't gotten over it. I don't, I don't know, um, yeah, if I will get over it. How about you? Yeah, uh, well, firstly, on good thanks, Josh, and good evening to all the listeners out there. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a weird one. I'm, I've calmed down a lot now. Uh, I'm still upset about the result, but it's funny, Josh. Every time you see a, that kickoff on TV, mm. I, I just click. I just click into angry mode. So I, I could be. I'm just in a great mood. I'm feeling fine. Then as soon yeah. as I see it, it just makes me angry. It's just like watching the 2010 scrum against the Roosters or something like that. It, mm. It's got that same effect on me. But um, and obviously the the manly stuff kind of stole our thunder a bit, which you know would would have been nice if if we if ours. If our news was the focus of the rugby league news this week, I think it might have served our case to get the reversal yeah. a bit better. But um, we've had that deflected. We only really got one full day of it, and um, yeah, Tuesday they moved on to mm. other matters. So yeah, yeah. yeah the, I hope. I, I really hope the uh, West Tigers management aren't giving up, and the, yeah, they were, they were trying to get the transcript of. What the bunker and the plate, the mic and all that sort of jazz, and go from there. But um, yeah, as the days go on, it feels like it's the West Tigers. Who cares? Just move on. Um, we'll talk about it a bit more. Uh, yeah, as we go through the news, uh, as looking like bloody Eminem out of Eight Mile with your hoodie and uh, yeah, the, the episode was robbed on uh, Monday. You look like you're about to rob a bank moment <laughs> yeah i've uh i've left well i've moved house um less than a week ago so i don't have ducted heating anymore so it's a little mm. bit brisk in my in my room in little old orange now so rugged up a little bit like an eskimo um no no bank robin uh for me uh the tigers got robbed and yeah i'm, I'm not i'm not doing any robbing so <laughs> yeah yeah no that's just uh 
yeah, the NRL referees doing the robbing this week. So, so uh, on the lower grades, so the boys are back after having a bye last week. The cup side, they are playing 1240 uh, Saturday at Campbelltown against Mounties and Jersey Flegg are playing 2 p.m. on Saturday down in Melbourne against the uh, Melbourne Thunderbolts. So the Melbourne Storms Jersey flag team, and of course, we'll say it every week. New South Women, New South Women's Premiership is finished, and we were the t- premiers. So, uh, yeah, the girls getting ready for NRLW uh, as we speak, and can't wait for next year when we can say that's a team of our own. Right on to the news. So, old mate Graham Annesley's. Uh, did you boys join, tune in live to watch Graham? I've never tuned in to watch a uh, a Monday review from Graham Annesley, but I sure as hell did on Monday. Did you boys tune in live, Rob? Uh, for me, I I only caught the first five minutes of it, and thank God I went in a car park and couldn't pick up AM reception because I was actually listening to it live on SEN Radio. Um, the, the one o'clock show were broadcasting it live and some of the stuff that was coming out of his mouth just had me on tilt. And then as soon as I heard what all our, you know, friends and followers uh, shared on Twitter and Facebook and what yeah. have you, and I got the full gist of it, uh, I was absolutely disgusted by it. Like, I, I know he's got to say stuff to protect the NRL, but some of the stuff he was saying was borderline ridiculous and treated all NRL fans with contempt, not just West Tigers fans. As did you did you tune in to watch it? You would have been, might have been working. I was at work at the time, so yeah. I um I got the gist of it when I got home later that night. Um, yeah, Twitter Twitter gave me the full rundown of it, so I didn't bother listening because I knew it would piss me off. Regular uh, watcher of the show, Rachel on Facebook. One thing that came out of the, that robbed decision as the fans have united together, we have come as one again. That has been lacking previous weeks. I totally agree with that. I. Also, just I said it on Monday show, fans of other clubs as well. Like, just yeah, as I wear my gear all week, so many people were just saying to me, like, how much you guys? I haven't, I've come across one person on Twitter, and it was a Cowboys fan who, like, said, oh, like, you good calls go either way each week or like garbage. But apart from that, it's just like, I'm, I've never ever come across something in rugby league where every single person, every fan of every club agrees, maybe Cowboys. I haven't heard much from Cowboys, but I don't know, maybe living in Sydney, don't come across them that much anyway. But uh, yeah, it's just crazy. But the, the, the people that do do disagree with it is old mate on the screen here uh, and the rest of the NRL head honchos. They, um, in terms of, well... They admitted that the refs' call was incorrect. The the bunk, sorry, the bunkers' call was incorrect. But um, I've got the quote on screen here. Our boys returned to the Sunshine State to take on the Brisbane Broncos at Suncorp Stadium a week after having victory snatched from the grasp in Townsville in the most controversial and unbelievable circumstances imaginable. We've even got uh, the ad reads even going uh, about the uh, controversy last week, but. Uh, yeah, so head to West Ashfield this Saturday, 30th of July, 7.35 is kickoff. Of course, we're going to preview that game tonight. 
uh, round 20 from the home of the West Tigers, West Ashfield, and you can enjoy classic wood-fired pizzas, juicy burgers, enjoy all your game day favorites at the Garden with a refreshing tap beer from just $5.80. That's pretty cheap for a skewy these days. Book your table today. Uh, selected tap beer only. West Ashfield practices the responsible service of alcohol. West Ashfield are at 115 Liverpool Road, Ashfield. For more information, visit West Ashfield's website, westashfield.com.au, or follow them on Facebook or Instagram at West Ashfield. Go give them a follow on the socials, please, guys. Uh, so, Graham Annesley blabbed on, but this is when he's talking about the captain's challenge, which really, really pissed me off. So, he said, The rules around a captain's challenge allow for a challenge of any decision made by a referee to stop a game. There are no boundaries around that other than it has to be a stoppage initiated by the referee and it has to result in a structured restart, which in this case was the penalty given as a result of this incident. Under the laws, it says a captain can challenge a decision by the referee from the point of stop the stoppage back to the previous play, the ball. So anything in that play from the kickoff can be challenged. They have to identify what they are challenging. As so much load of so much bullshit amongst this like excuse for what was was just so wrong to go to the to the bunker like mm-hmm. what like just that quote alone there trying to bluff their way through this um yeah this captain's challenge like what are your thoughts on it and yeah p- pick pick the shit out of this like pick it apart for me man (laughs) to me the biggest problem is the last part because the last part is what blatantly contradicts the laws of the game and what it states in the laws of the game about a captain's challenge and it's been posted everywhere um recently so yeah it's all it it can only be done at something that um promote or like something that is causes a structured restart be it a penalty or scrum or whatever. But the main problem with it is the referee has to make a decision first. Um, that's essentially what the law, the laws of the game say. The referee has to make a decision and then that decision is what gets challenged by the captain. I still, for the life of me, can't work out where on Sunday the on-field referee made the escort call that Chad Townsend was challenging. If it was going by the laws of the game, then he would have called the escort um, if he thought there was one, and then it would have been up to the Tigers to challenge. So the Cowboys had no reason to challenge anything. No call was made. Just a a whole load of fucking bullshit. Rachel again on Facebook. Uh, can we define the short, soft whistle? Never have I heard of it. Rob, you've been watching footy for, what, 40-plus years. Have you ever heard of a soft whistle before? Very polite of you, Josh, to take 25% off my watching time at Rugby League over the years. Uh, I, 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 I didn't know. I, didn't, I was trying to think how long TVs have been around. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, uh, look, I'd never heard of it. Uh, it was funny when I was watching, you know, the guys talking about it on 360. I remember Braithen Asser saying he'd never heard of it. And like he's been on the field. You yeah. know, the, the point Aaron made is is so critical. Where Annesley says in that quote there about he blew a penalty, he there was no penalty blown. As Aaron said, 
the West Tigers would have challenged had it been a penalty, not the other way around. Um, it seems to me, well, there's there's a number of things we can talk about with Annesley's stuff, but it seems to me that we haven't heard anything from the club, not because they've gone soft on it. I have a feeling that we still haven't received the audio tape in terms of the conversation between the bunker and the on-field ref. Mm. So, and, and perhaps, perhaps the NRL are, you know, trying to dodgy up some audio and put it together. I don't know, but I, I, I don't think it's over yet, guys. And, and look, Lee spoke really well on three different, you know, three different uh, radio stations and TV stations the other night. And the one in particular that I liked the most was the Jim Wilson interview. And as he said, if, if we can prove that's basically happened at the end of the game, it's literally the very last thing that's happened or mm. even potentially after the 80th minute, I yeah. think we have grounds for it to stand. If somehow they can say that there was a second or two left on the clock, then we might not have grounds for it to stand. But some of the things... Are you going to be going through any other quotes from Graham Annesley? Because no, I want, sorry, I, I, okay, well, I, I, I want to rip it yeah. apart. Well, well he, the very beginning, he tried... Look, there's about four or five things that we all know was stuffed up there. At the very beginning, he mentioned the timekeeping on the way he goal kick, and he said, that's done independently. Okay, that was the first thing he said. That's done independently. Independently by who? Tag Hoyer? Rolex? <laughs> Swatch? It's an NRL official capacity. You can't wash your hands of the timekeeping. So mm. now that's not going to help us, but at the end of the day, if time had expired, then we win the game. If we had 80 seconds from the 83 seconds left and then way he's running to kick the goal, time's expired. I mean, as we see it on the screen, time had expired and one second gets put on the clock. So he's fobbed his way there. As Aaron just mentioned, he fobbed his way with mentioning there was a penalty. There was no penalty unless the bunker has told him it's a penalty instantly, but he started claiming that he couldn't hear anything. The funniest part is we all know now that that kickoff was illegal. Mm. It's been reviewed. And it hasn't been given as a penalty to the West Tigers from the kickoff. So I understand why our challenge subsequent to the North Queensland Cowboys getting the penalty couldn't happen because you can't review the same play twice. But this short penalty rubbish. And, you know, like, you, so does that mean now whenever the 80th minute comes, as soon as that little first short whistle has, if you've got yeah. a challenge, you can just stop playing? Throw it, what, throw what, it, yeah. What a load of rubbish. Absolute mm. load of rubbish. I think what Annesley was trying to do there or the NRL are trying to do in general is basically say that if we got the bunker decision wrong, there are no grounds for protest, which would be correct. We can all say that, you know, that was not an escort, but if they say it's an escort, it's just another bad decision in a myriad of bad decisions mm. by bunkers. But if they say or admit to the fact that that challenge wasn't legal or wasn't eligible, then the West Tigers can reclaim those they've two got a case. Yeah. Then they've got a case. So that, that was their whole purpose of the argument. But it, like like we said, it's just wrong on so many counts. And I think I think Klein's had a lot to do, more to do with it, Josh, than we realise. I, I actually think he's probably said something during that last play. And I really want to hear the audio tape of that. And I'm pretty sure the club does too. Yeah. And the um, AR, and like Rob said in the YouTube comments there too, I, I was going to mention this, the ARLC want to, hear the audio as well so it's it's good to see that they're they're on the case and this is being pursued by multiple different channels and organizations it's uh hopefully something comes of it at the very yeah. least change serious well, change 
Well, whenever we talk about something, guys, whether it's, you know, our club or, you know, NRL or, or whoever it is, we talk about accountability. Like, the game has to be accountable. You literally yeah. can't take the piss out of out of fans and, and do this to them. And, I, like, look, people are whinging about their bets and stuff like that. The NRL isn't about betting. If you've lost your money on it, tough shit. That's just how mm. it goes. It's not about that. It's just about what's fair for the fans. Our, our fans that went up there, our supporters, our members – whatever you want to call them, they're all there watching. I, you know, like we said last Sunday night about Jimmy Tarmo's 300th, I could put a dampener on it, although yeah. Jimmy's been very gracious about it and said, don't worry, boys, you gave it your all. But every time I see the, the men that were on the bench standing on their feet, our, our players standing on their feet ready to celebrate, and then that look of despair, it just mm. kills me, guys. It just absolutely yeah. kills me. And, and to me, if we could get these two points reversed, I know it's going to sound like a ridiculous comparison, this would be like making the finals. This would be like one of the biggest victories of our club's career. Like we mm. really, we really need to make a stand. We need to keep the fire burning, and and just not say, oh, you know what? It's been four days now. We said all the right things, yeah. and just let it die down. Look, basically, basically, Josh, if if Lee, Lee no one's going to know better than Lee. If there's legal grounds to do something, if we don't get the right result, Lee will know what to do. And if we can't go any further, well, I'm sure you know he'll just say, look. Sorry, but you know we tried our best, and and that's all we can ask, really. Yeah, yeah. It's, if we um, can get this um, turned around, it could be a really big springboard and catalyst for the twenty twenty three season for the club. Like such a mm. big, a monumentous win um, under the circumstances this late in the season could be a good motivator for them for next year to um, to really rip in and. With the, with the new faces in the club and give it their best crack. Yeah. And as I said on Monday, the Stafford Tower try, like how many of us were fist pumping at the TV? Like um, speaking to Courtney, who's um, obviously the mum of superfan Lockie, who flew up for the game. She said he like ran down to the fence and like, like cheering and all of us at home. I don't know about you boys, but I was like going nuts in front of my TV. And I'm sure everyone listening to this, all of us, just that moment, that moment and that try, it could be one of the great, uh, in a, in a shitty season, a moment that we'll forget, uh, remember for a long time, like just a runaway try on the buzzer to win. Like just one of those great sporting moments. And it's just wrongly taken away from us. Like, yeah, beyond the like you said, Rob. Like, um, yeah, the the two points and the ladder and getting off the wooden spoon and as as said, momentum going to next season. Just that great moment was just ripped like bloody Indiana Jones style, taking our freaking ripped our hearts out of our chest. Just it's um, it, it's, I don't know if I'll ever get over it. Like, imagine if it was a semi final. Like, it's alone but man it's um i mean you mentioned 2010 earlier rob how for the first time in history somehow a team is allowed to push through or scrum and dive on it but um God, fuck me this club's gone through through some um absolute weird moments uh right going what, from though, i felt um yeah. i felt really bad for little locky uh he he started doing some match day vlogs at some of the games he's been to mm. and 
you could see the pain and the anguish in the little in the little guy's face. Yeah. Um, as he did his outro out the front of the stadium, I my heart broke for him. Like he would have been on absolute cloud nine, and then he's he's wrapping it up because he wanted to, and you could you could just see the the devastation in his face, and it was it was gut wrenching. Yeah, it's on YouTube. If anyone wants to find Little Lockie's um, vlog, he's been every game this year so far, I believe. Um, uh, getting rid of a sad story and on to our uh, our king, uh, Benji Marshall had his uh, interview with uh, the journalist named JJ. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, on Fox Sports on Monday night. Um, yeah, it was pretty good little chat with Benji. And I was ready. I actually watched it at the gym. I was on a, yeah, kind of got me excited while I was uh, having a workout to, um, yeah, watch K on my phone and have Benji talking up the uh, the future of the club. But, um, yeah, just a small, small little quote here I pulled uh, from talking about how he just he's quit basically Fox Sports straight away and wants to get stuck, basically start work now on next year. So he doesn't want to go to November 1 and start work now. He's like, the work, the work's going to start right here, right now. So November 1, he's um, ready to go. This quote, for me, it's either all in or not at all. So I just felt that I'm going to be the one preaching about sacrifices and standing, standards and turning the club around Then I need to be all in on that. Uh, Rob, what were your um, reactions and favourite parts of the uh, the Benji chat? Uh, look, a lot of the stuff he said was, I'd heard him say, you know, in the last couple of weeks. So some of it was quite common ground, but there was some new stuff there as well. Uh, the crux of it that I got was he's not really full on about the X's and O's. He wants to build a culture. Uh, he wants to look after the players. He wants he wants to make the Tigers to be a, a place to be at and a place where, you know, the players within the squad will enjoy their footy. Uh, you know, he, just his passion for for wanting to do the job. And, you know, let's face it, guys, he's, he's probably taking a significant pay cut, you know, for his Fox commitments, uh, you know, for the rest of the year just to make sure this is going to be right. So just pretty much his, his passion. And, and funny enough, I actually think, just the way he's talking about culture and, and, you know, discipline and all this sort of stuff. I just feel like he really wants to be more like Wayne Bennett than Tim Sheens. I think he, he's mm. just all about, all about the person. And then he just wants them to be able to just, you know, by the time game time comes around that they want to play for their coach, which will be Benji Marshall. So uh, look, I think it's really positive. I, I, I said it before. I know uh, enthusiasm and, and in, you know, the positivity is no, you know, guarantee of success. But this guy is as West Tigers as anyone else. He loves the joint. And I think that love's going to overflow. And I really, really think he's going to succeed. I think there are good times ahead, guys. I I know he hasn't coached. I know it's a risk. But we need more West Tigers men within that organisation. And even if it wasn't the first choice, the fact they've got Benji, you know, to become head coach, you know, in two and a half years from now and Robbie alongside him as well. And I just think it's a good thing, guys. I really do. Yeah, yeah, I said it basically when the news dropped. The fact that we're going to have two guys like that literally bled blood, sweat, and tears for the club, love the club, uh, in Benji and Robbie, that 
at the very least, we know that every single move they make will be uh, what's best for the club because, yeah, it's a genuine love. It's not just, not just another coach taking a job with all respect to uh, previous coaches, except for Ivan Cleary. Fuck that guy. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, I, I'm, I'm the same. I'm so excited. What about you, Az? Yeah, I really enjoyed um, listening to this interview. For me, the best part or to the the two best parts were hearing how committed he is to getting ready to set up this preseason with Sheenzy. Um, and then all the really good things he had to say about Robbie and how he's looking forward to working with Robbie. And I think even though Robbie won't be on the coaching staff by the time that Benji's handed the reins in 2025, but the fact that he's still going to be around the club is a big win. Um, yeah. The, t- the Tiger men are back where, where they belong. They know exactly what it's like to be a Tiger. They were there for 05, 10, and 11, and all the bad in between. Um, they know the Tigers' style. They'll get us back to that style. Mm. Um, yeah, it's like Rob said, it's a, it's, a, it's a huge risk, but I think if there's a time for the club to take it, it's now. And just, yeah, hearing how Benji is all in, and how he does want to turn this joint around. Um, yeah, there. I do think there are good things on the horizon and a lot to look forward to. Bring it on. Tim Cook on YouTube, did Benji say he wants to keep Brooksy? Like, I don't think he's going to publicly say, nah, I don't want Brooksy, A, when the season's still, go- like, still going, especially. I mean, Brooksy's season, we'll get into that soon. Brooksy's season might be finished, but... Uh, yeah, I don't don't know why he'd come out and say either way. Um, what he's he was quite defi- he was quite defensive about him though, Josh. He did yeah. defend, he did defend Luke Brooks quite yeah. a bit. He said a lot of the criticism that he gets is unwarranted. Okay, yeah, uh, but but as as I said today on the socials, I, I think you know Brooksy gets a criticism a lot. Well, obviously, like it hasn't been a successful eight years or so that he's been with the club, but he gets a lot of criticism because when some of us think you know what, this week his performance wasn't right, let's give someone else a go. We tend to keep him in first grade. There's weeks that Brooksy's played really well. In fact, other than mm-hmm. the pass to Tuolungi the other day and maybe a missed tackle or whatever, he played a pretty good game against the Cowboys. So, yeah. you know, it's just that he seems to be the first person we point to and probably because, well, him and Noffer have been there the longest, really. So, I just, look, I, I get I get the criticism of Brooks. I'm not saying – I'm not – defending him but i'm just saying you know what, what do you want benji to say really but it's just a bit yeah. little little bit confusing into where we are next year in, in terms of brooksy uh news that dropped today but not confirmed by the club i don't believe as we're going to air tonight the club hasn't confirmed it but uh david nofaluma will be a melbourne storm stormer how do you how do you say it with the melbourne storm, storm a, melbourne, player. a storm <laughs> player uh, for the rest of the year, there, yeah. So basically, how it works: Noffa goes down there, and Melbourne will uh, pay the rest of his wage for the rest of the year, which is quite a quite a decent whack of money. So you basically got what August, September, October, November. So about a third of a year's wage. So it could be it's well over a hundred thousand dollars. They're probably saving and when i say saving i'm assuming what the club are going to do with this and i suggested this on twitter is front end load 
some contracts or upgrade some kids. So basically use that hundred grand to pay it now and not pay it in future years. So rather than the back end of the contracts, which were uh, been uh, bit on the ass so many times by, maybe we can start front ending. Like I suggested, uh, saying to Adam Dwayne, he's a hundred K, but like if you sign a new contract sort of thing, but you don't have to pay that hundred K on the cap further, further down the line. Just, um, yeah, that that has to be the reason, Rob. What what other reason will we say? Hey, Storm, have have an offer. Oh, uh, there, there could be a couple of reasons, Josh. Uh, one, obviously, you know, we all love Noffa, but Noffa's been on the outer in terms of his uh, standards at the club sets in terms of professionalism off the field and rehab. So, for example, yeah. he had the con- he had the concussion against St George many many weeks back prior to Madge's. Uh, sacking probably a few weeks before and allegedly in that rehab you know when you're not meant to be drinking alcohol etc etc he went out with a few mates and like I said not not doing anything too bad but the fact that he was drinking alcohol uh, legally and all that sort of stuff it's still a no-no it's it's not not doing the best you can I believe he's might have missed a captain's run or two as well Uh, look he's undoubtedly a a starting winger at our club uh, but this is going to show him one of two things one either get yourself in shape and and come back a new man or perhaps the club just don't want him there. I, I hope it's for the former. I really hope that, you know, he, he's, he's our leading try scorer in history. So mm. I'd love him to be a part of that club. But, you know, maybe if he sees how Melbourne are run and they're such a professional organisation, he might come back with a, a bit better attitude and know what it takes to be a winner and perhaps even play some finals footy and say, hey, you know, I really want this next year at the Tigers. So, look, there's a couple of ways it could go, but, you know, I've got nothing against Noffer. I love him to bits, but I can understand why the club did it. So I think it's a good decision by the club. It's good for the Storm. What I don't think is good, it's just a bad look for the NRL overall, though, because it doesn't matter how you're going in the season. You know, like Penrith last year got to Vita Pengai Jr., yeah. and really he was probably the difference in them winning at least their preliminary final against Melbourne. And that can be the difference. So in terms of how it looks, I just think to, to be getting players this late in the season, Josh, it's a little bit iffy. I prefer a transfer window around June if you're going to do something like that. Yeah. But it, look, it might not be 100%. I guess the Storm have to, if, if the Storm books are full and they don't have 100 grand left over in their cap, they've got to release someone or, or, or find a way to, you know, make room for David Nofaluma to be a player there. So that's probably why it's not official yet. They're obviously yeah. trying to dot their I's and cross their T's about it. And um, and the lowercase J's. Um, <laughs> Wayne's World 2 reference, again, for uh, for those who don't know. Um, yeah, and I don't see... There's no reason for them to send a player back. We don't want to pay... We don't want to play. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to play. It's a win for us. Yeah. It's a, good, it's a yeah. good thing for us. It's a good thing for Melbourne. I just think as a comp... It'd be terrible. Like, who's a team? I don't know. I'm trying to think of a team that's doing well that doesn't need a player. Like, let it be Brisbane, for example. Imagine Brisbane play Melbourne in a semi final and Noffa scores a winning try when they don't have a good depth of wingers. Like, it's just a, it's a bit of a weird look for the game. I'm, I don't, I know it's wrong. I just can't sort of nail it 100%, but it just yeah. doesn't sit right with me. As your thoughts on this move? Yeah, I, ca- I can't see a problem with it. I'm, I'm disappointed to see him go, but obviously, He'll be he'll be coming back. Um, the experience down there might be good for him because um, Bellamy might make him get his shit together, essentially, um, because he's definitely not going to be playing for Melbourne if he's 
continuing if he continues on with um the poor form off the field that he has been up here. Um, he's a top quality winger, as we all know, because of his Dally M season um, a few, a couple of seasons ago. Plus the fact that, like Rob said, he's our club's all-time leading try scorer. Um, yeah, I, I'm disappointed to see him gone for the year, but I hope he kills it down there. Mm. Um, they need a player that they're going to be playing finals. We're not going to be playing finals. Um, so maybe the cap money might work out well for us. Um yeah, I can't can't really see anything wrong with it. Uh, of course, uh, a couple of people mentioned it in the chat earlier came out today that Luke Brooks uh, is right out of this weekend with a calf injury, and um, NRL physio said he who usually gets these things pretty bang on um, reckons it could be close to the end of the season. So, yeah, Paul Brooksy. Is uh, yeah, out with a calf injury. Uh, Rob, I saw your tweet earlier. Um, yeah, in support of Brooksy. What are your thoughts on the uh, the poor kid? He, he probably deserves a holiday. Actually, is um, is due to become a dad in not not too far away. So um, yeah, he can concentrate a bit on that. Well, he does his rehab as well, I guess. But, um, yeah, what are your thoughts, Rob? Oh, it was, it was more in support of, you know, him getting shat on on social media, really. It's not mm. about, you know, if you don't think he's doing a good job, I can accept that. Like, he hasn't sort of, you know, been worth the money he's been on as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, like, for people to be happy that he's injured, like, if that's the way we had to get a change in the halves, that's pretty poor. Like, if you want to get upset with anyone, get upset with the guys that are picking the team every week. Don't get upset with Brooks. Guy wants to play first grade and, and he and he keeps getting picked. It's not his fault. You you blame the coaching staff or whoever keeps picking him. But you know, just be if he does if he has played his last game of the season and potentially his last game for the club, it just what a way to end it against the Cowboys. Like that that that'd almost sum it up, wouldn't it? <laughs> like just heartbreak, yeah. really. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Um as thoughts. Yeah, it's disappointing for him, but um, might might do him some good. Uh, yeah, he had a really good game, probably his best game of the season last week, and mm. it was yeah very unfortunate way to end his season. If that is the season over, what do we got left? Six games, I think twenty to twenty five. Yeah, that's six. Twenty, yeah, five isn't it? Twenty one, two, no. three, four. Six, round you've got to include the round. Got to include the round yeah. six. Yeah, includes this weekend. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah, can't summer can't come quick enough. But I All think right. the other thing, Josh, we got to we got to decide, like you know, as a club, like who we're going to go with now for the rest of the year. Is is Jackson Hastings definitely going to be our lock, or are we going to give Jock Madden a go? So I think mm. it's going to be interesting now to see who we go with um, in the number seven this week, or not the number seven, but playing halfback, obviously, because Brooks yep. has been number seven. But who goes yep. as halfback this week? So it'll, it'll be interesting if they give Jock Madden a go. I'm fine with that, but everyone's been wanting to see. Jacko and AD together. So yeah, I wonder if we're ever going to get that. Included. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Righto. So we're going to give the uh, the Cowboys game its justice. We didn't touch. Um, yeah, it was a great game by our boys. So um, yeah, we'll give a bit of a normal review of that game. So back stats, uh, the leaders, most runs. Um, Brent Nadem with fifteen. 
the the runs across the backs were pretty even. Like I think a couple had 14, 13. So the uh, the backs kind of did a similar sort of job. Dane Laurie was uh, running the ball back with that little bit extra vigor. I felt um, 184 meters from Dane Laurie uh, as probably safe to say Dane Laurie's best game of the year. Yeah, definitely was his best game of the year. Um, maybe, maybe you could say it's a close call between that one and our loss to the rabbits because he had a barnstormer in that game too. Um, but yeah, he, he ran the ball back a lot more than he normally does. And because most of the time I've noticed this year, he, he passes it off to one of the wingers instead of taking a hit up from the, the kick return, but yeah, he he definitely was playing with purpose um, and with intensity. Maybe it was for Jimmy, but I so I hope he can back it up and have another great game this weekend to say that it wasn't just a a one game wonder. So I heard a rumor this week that there's a possibility that Dane Laurie, because we're obviously going after. Uh, what's the Penrith kid's name? Got a brain Charlie Staines. Charlie Staines uh, to play fullback. And there's a possibility that they might look at Dane Laurie playing 5-8 or 5-8 in the uh, near future. I've heard from someone close to him that if the Tigers don't give him the fullback jersey, he'll walk. He He, he doesn't want to play outside of the one. So... Uh, yeah, what the club are going to do there, I'm not too sure. So by the sounds of it, you'd think Luke Brooks would be gone. They'll keep going with Jackson. They want to keep going with Jackson Hastings at lock and have Adam and Dane in the halves. Rob, does that, like, does that sound crazy to you? Yeah, it does, actually. To be brutally honest, it sounds very, like, Adam Dwayne, he's going to be the tallest halfback in the league. No, and Dane, Dane, I don't think Dane will cope with the defensive work of 5'8 as well. So mm. that, I, I'd, I'd be squashing that rumour myself. I don't think it's true. Uh, I agree with Aaron. I think it was his best game of the year. Um, this game is, like normally when we do the podcast, I'll, I'll re-watch a game almost straight away or the next day at the worst. This is going in the scrapbook with the 89 grand final and the 2005 semi uh, the 2010 semi against the roosters and the 2010 semi against the saints never to be watched again so i haven't watched it over don't want to mm. watch it over i know we played a really good game i know the boys tried their hardest it just it just hurts i'm not going to be you know turning the turning the replay off at 78 minutes and 38 seconds or whatever it was uh luke brooks's face is on this graphic Quite a lot. So two try assists, which was tied with Dane uh, for most in the team. He touched the ball the most, 51. I think Adam was in the 40s, a little bit behind. Uh, 11 kicks, 351 metres, 18 tackles, which was also also the most for um, yeah for the backs. And line break assists, he had three. So... Um, has yeah, it could be Luke Brooks's last game as a Tiger, but pretty apart from yeah, as Rob said earlier, the the intercept that he gave away for shitty pass to Kelmer aside, uh, one of Brooks's best games of the season. 
in my opinion. Yeah, it really was. Um, I forget which commentator it was, but they were saying he was having a real rocks and diamonds game. Um, mm. But to be completely honest, it was it was a lot more of a diamonds game than it was a rocks because he had so many more good touches. His fifth tackle options could still do with a bit of work, but he tried a few grubbers. I think a couple of them came off and... Um, because I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again, he has a bloody good grubber in him when he can get it right. Um, we just don't see it often enough, probably because mm. he doesn't have a lot of confidence to pull it off in in the thick of the action. But yeah, I it was it was definitely his best game of the season. Um, winning field goal against the Rabbits aside. Rob, your thoughts on Brooksy in this game? Yeah, I think the rocks and diamonds sums it up pretty well, but definitely more diamonds than rocks. Mm. Uh, yeah, look, it's just, like I say, we, we look back on some key moments and you, you see that intercept, or it was basically like a no-look pass to Kelmer's right shoulder. Uh, and, you know, we don't think of the good things. Like that cutout pass he did out, out to the left in the first half, that was absolutely sublime. So, mm. you know, there, he, he had some really classy moments and, and, you know, like a left-footed grubber kick as well, like Aaron was saying into the in-goal area. I remember seeing that thinking... Where's that grubber kick been? All we normally see is a cross-field bomb or something like that. Like, as a team, you know, you need to force repeat sets. You need to get the other team defending more and, and our team doing less tackling. So I was really happy to see him force a repeat set. So, yeah, it was, it was good to see. But, you know, it's just it's just a shame he's done his calf now. But I guess we'll get to see what life can be like without Brooksy. As any other backs in this game that stood out to you? Um. I want to I want to mention Kapoa. Uh, obviously, the thing he'll be remembered for is the the penalty, not penalty that he gave away. Mm. But I think he had a pretty solid game too. Um, yeah, he's finishing the corners, sensational. Yeah, that was great. That was mm. really really good to watch. And Naden as well. Um, he's he made an effort to really be in the middle of everything. His two tries showed that. He was ready to rip back in after his four weeks out. Um, he, yeah, he, he, he was backing up the the wingers and the and the fullback a lot as well. So he, he, both of them made a really good effort on Sunday, and I was quite impressed with both of them. Yep, uh, totally agree. Right on. Uh, I've I've mixed the uh, the team list, so preview and reviews kind of uh, going hand in hand. This week, so um, the back line was named exactly the same for the game against the Cowboys this week, but obviously, um, yeah, as we record this on Thursday night, Luke Brooks is still in the number seven. They haven't announced who will be moving into the halfback position. So, Rob, do you think it'll be Hastings going to seven, or do you think Jock will come from eighteenth man to seven? How do you think they'll go? Look, based on what Tim Sheens has said, based on what I know Benji Marshall said, Jock Madden should come in and take that halfback spot. The only thing I'm concerned about with Jock is he hasn't had a run in first grade since we beat Canterbury at Leichhardt. So we're going mm. back to, you know, a, a couple of weeks before Madge got sacked. So, or a week before Madge got sacked. So, yep. yeah, that, that's my only concern. But I, I think Jock can do a job. And, I, and look, that night against Canterbury when Jackson Hastings was sent to the Sinbin shortly after halftime, I think that proved that Jock can actually control a game from seven because he didn't even have anyone with him. Like he had no halves partner. 
So actually, he, he controlled the game on his own. He had a great kicking game, good passing game. He was really impressive that night. And it was just a shame that he never got the spot, you know, in the side the following week. So I'm definitely keen to see him have a run at seven. But no doubt, I'd be happy to see, uh, you know, Jacko and AD get a chance at some stage as well. Hopefully not through injury. Rose of Oz, that was the last game we won. That's um, that was a very depressing start. Oh, we won well, four days ago. Yeah, we won. We won on Sunday. Let's. Uh... Yeah, it's not over yet. Uh, Rob Gussie asked, "Did you get a haircut? Looking sharp?" Uh, no, I didn't. Thank you, Gussie. We've got a lot of we've got a great bromance going on, Gussie and I. But no, thank you, mate. I didn't. I didn't. I'm sitting as far away from the camera as I can, so my head doesn't look like a watermelon. But it's all good. <laughs> Right. Uh back to the Cowboys game. So the forwards now, uh most runs was Jacko with sixteen, but the most meters was Joe off and Gowie 151, and he had the most post contact with fifty. Uh no forward had a try assist. Kelmer and New Brown had a line break each. Uh New Brown and Luke Garner had uh three tackle breaks each. Play the ball speed, the fastest was Jimmy Tarmel with two point three seven seconds. Most offloads. Four offloads per per player for two guys is um well up on previous weeks. We we've had games with zero offloads and Joffa and Zaymov Musgrove both had both had four. Uh, most tackles was Jackson Hastings with thirty six. Uh, most missed tackles was New Brown with with four. Um as which uh where do you want to start? Which forward stood out the most to you on Sunday's game? I'm going to say New Brown. Um, his work from dummy half while he was on was pretty solid, mm. pretty crisp. Um, yeah, I was I was really impressed with how New went, and I'm I'm hoping the club locks him up because he'll he'll be um, even though we've got Appy coming, he'll be really good depth there. Uh, he may have a role as the 14. I, I really think that his best position will be 14 coming on uh, middle of the game or late in the game. Um, Appy's, how old is Appy now? He'd be in his 30s, wouldn't he? Early 30s? Uh, I, think I think he's, he's about 30. 30 next year, I think. Yeah, right. So he probably yeah. could still do full games, but maybe having that, that extra hooker on the bench mm. going forward would be a, a really good play because... We've seen multiple times what he can do um, coming on late in the game or middle of a game against some tight forwards. The The Bulldogs game at Leichhardt, probably still his best game in our colours. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's he's got a lot of potential there. That was a that try he got from he scored from dummy half. I, I loved it. Those. It was very call- Robbie Robbie Farah esque, wasn't it? I said that to someone else this week. He, he's starting to remind me a little bit, a bit of Robbie Farah <laughs> as well. Um, I I I have no proof of this, but I literally said, "Have a go, Newt," because he's been he's scored four tries the last seven games or something. I literally screaming at the TV. He he must have heard me all the way from Sydney. I said, "Have a go, Newt. Have a go," and he did it. And I was like, "Nostradamus!" Like he's he's good at it. he um. Yeah, he does. He does remind me a bit, of, a bit of Robbie with those little sneaky, uh, sneaky tries there. Randomizer on YouTube has asked any thoughts of extending his contract. We surely, like I, I'd say, they maybe they, maybe they're trying to get rid of little. Little's contract hasn't officially been tossed yet. Maybe I don't know, but yeah, 
he, he said he wants to he's told the club he wants to stay so um yeah that's the sort so, of player you want to keep someone who is like i want to stay please please keep me like that's a that's a player you need around the club and he's one of those players i think will benefit a lot from uh being coached by rob and bench so yeah i think i think re-signing new is definitely a big step in the right direction obviously we would have to get rid of one of the two in um little or simkin um but the other the forgotten man in all in all that hooker situation is rua and i'm not really sure how the puzzle pieces mm. fit together with that but he's still pretty young he's, yeah he is he's, i think he's, he's still very young he'd be what maybe 19 yeah he's I a think. kid yeah. so yeah it's um yeah worry about rua like especially coming off an injury you'd think he's he might make his debut halfway through next year like he you'd think at best with his injury so um play at 20 or play yeah. at 2023 in reserve grade and then see what happens in 24 but yeah, yeah I, it's, I it's definitely a good... think resign new yeah do it um rob thoughts on jacko's second second game in the 13 wasn't it Second game in the thirteen, but yeah. more as more as a lock this time. Uh, yeah, look, yeah, I, I thought he went well. Look, guys, I don't think there was a bad forward. I really don't think we had a bad forward. I don't think like they all had good games. Like when you're talking Musgrove with four offloads, that's pretty good going for someone that you know mostly has been a maligned forward. You know when we talk, you know, do reviews and stuff like that. So I I just think it was a game we should have won. Uh, you know we we. Should have been a team that was coming second on the table. So mm. uh, I think it was just a great all-round effort. Um, on New Brown, the only thing I'd say there, Aaron, I don't think we can afford to keep – well, not afford. I think we've got too many hookers if we keep New and Simkin. I'm sure Little's going to St. George. It seems to be the the talk the last week that Little will be mm. off there to, to Saints. But I don't think we can afford to keep both if we've got Rua there. So, But that's not definite, but it just makes no sense to have four blokes that can play hooker. You know, Stewie, I think three's plenty. Stewie on YouTube, we've mentioned this before, Rua can play 13 as well, like a Brandon Smith type. He can, but, you know, well, if is Jackson Hastings going to be 13 or is he going to be number yeah. seven? We don't we don't know. There's so much they've got to work out prior to next season. Yeah. So, Rua going to have top three this season? Uh, I don't think so. I think he's development this year, full contract next year, wasn't he, Rua? I don't. I don't know. Either way, he's he's so young that I think, yeah, I, I think maybe he's a year away. But as Tim Shane said, if you if you're good enough, if you're good enough. You're old enough. I think that's a, actually. You know what? Said. I think I think he was development because had things yeah. stayed fit, he would have been allowed to play from round ten this year. Yeah. Now that I think let of it, let me see if I, let me see if I can look it up while we're while we're going. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. Who else can we talk about in the forwards, Rob? Anyone else stand out for you? Oh, look, those numbers on Joffa—they're that's Joffa, like that's the him, yeah. fifty-one meters and the four offloads and the tackles and the guys are machine. So yeah, if, you, if you're talking, if you want to stand out, someone, I would. But this was just really a wholehearted team effort. You know, it was a it was a great day for the club for eighty minutes. Just after the eighty minutes, it was a pain in the ass. Yeah, heartbreaking. Um, 
while you're checking that, Rachel asks, all praise to Joffa, what is the contract news? He took up his option for next year, didn't he? That's that's the reports, yes. Yeah. So pretty sure he's locked in yeah, next he year. Is. Yeah. Um uh, Court Daniel, apparently Hastings on the nose with senior players. We heard this rumour too, Rob, but this this was quashed during the weekend. In fact, there was an article come out that he's kind of offended that um, people are saying this. Is Like, is this... Yeah, what, what are your thoughts on the Hastings not getting along with other players rumour? Look, I've heard the rumour. I don't believe the rumour, but I've heard the rumour. But mm. I've also, you know, speaking to Jackson Hastings camp, like his best mates with Adam Dwayne, they go everywhere together. So Yeah, got a haircut it's together. Strong, yeah, uh, hard, hardly the talk of, you know, someone that's unpopular. So, mm. you know, I mean, look, if there's – I'm just throwing something up here. I don't know any of this. I'm just speculating or purely speculating. If anyone's got resentment against him, maybe it's the fact that he's just so popular amongst all our fans, and there and there's a bit of jealousy mm. there. Because I can't think of any other reason why you, you couldn't mm. like the bloke. The bloke signs autographs, takes photos, does this, does yeah. that, talks to the you know, does interviews with everyone. You know, pet. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, we'll get him on on here one day soon when we're loved again by the club. But yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, I found it. Um, yeah, Rua will join the NRL squad in 2023 after working his way through the club's pathway yeah. system. Uh, forwards named for Saturday's game. So, uh, Jimmy Tarmout, Joe Offengawi, uh, front row, New Brown, Hooker, uh, Alex Seafarth, Kelmet to a luggy in the back row. No, so, no Luke Garner, uh, Jackson Hastings, 13. The bench, Fanua Pole, uh, Sane Musgrove, Austin Diaz, and Tyrone Pidgey. Obviously, one player out of Jock Madden, Junior Tupo, Brennan Tumuth, 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 James Roberts, or Tom Freebound will come in. But obviously, it's more than likely going to be Jock Madden um, in the number 18, you would think. I just realized Tamari Martin is their 18th man, former Tiger. They've got a couple of ex Tigers, don't they? The Broncos. They have. Billy Walters, Tamari Martin, there's uh, one other. I think I'm... Tyson Gamble. Tyson Gamble, yeah. So there's a few uh, ex ex Tigers in there. So um, thoughts on the four pack this week, as I don't mind it. I think I saw that Garner's out because of an injury, so it's not yeah. a, a dropping like I thought originally. Um, he copped a neck injury or something. Against the cows, I think it was. So that's a bit of a shame. He was limping at one stage. Any injuries? He injured his leg. Is his shoulder? I think it was. Um, he did. He did something to his shoulder early in the game, but he he seemed to fight through that, which was really mm. good. I'm Might be thinking of the previous to, game. Um, I'm excited to see Diaz get a second game mm, as me well. Too. Um, and I and I hope uh, Jimmy Tamo rips in in. 301, and then we can celebrate 300 a couple games late at home next week. <laughs> the, th- the 302, the uh, the uh, Ford Ford five liter for uh, will we uh, we celebrated Robbie 301 at home, um, after he played 300 in Newey, so similar to that. <laughs> uh, Rob, any what are your thoughts on the Ford pack this week? 
Look, it's probably about as good as we could name. Uh, this is where the game's going to be won and lost, guys. The Broncos have really got a strong forward pack and their back line, as we'll see shortly, there's, they've got some great players, but they've got a lot of inexperience there as well. So a really big ask for our guys to you know get over the heartbreak of last week, but definitely we have to match them in the forwards. And, and the Broncos have just gone from you know being made of straw to being made of steel within 10 weeks. So they're incredible right now. The confidence they're playing with, they don't care what the score is. They're going to be hammering it out for 80 minutes. So, look, it's going to be a tough ask, but, you know, we definitely have enough class in the back line to beat them. Um, well, we're paying $7 to win, Rob. So uh, lines at 17 and a half. I said last week, I thought the line, what was the line last week? It was pretty similar. 20, 20 and a half, yeah. Yeah, and then up. Should have, well, should have been one point the other way. But, um, yeah, the boys, as you said, Rob, the boys are putting up a fight. I'm actually surprised. I know the Broncos are a very good team this year, but, um, yeah, the West Tigers didn't command any respect from the betting agencies this week as. Are they maybe predicting the Tigers to be a bit down from the result last week? Yeah, that's my main concern for the game this week, if I'm being completely honest with you, Josh. Um, I I do kind of feel like it may have hit them. Well, it, it did hit them pretty hard. Like we heard mm. we heard and we saw how shattered they were. And I really hope they can lift their heads up high and rip in this week. But I am worried that it, it has going to have taken a lot, a lot out of them uh, mentally because obviously to lose the game in the circumstances they lost the game in, they were so close to celebrating with complete ecstasy. And then, yeah, next minute they're, it, it's just agony and it's all turn, turned on its head. I, I do hope they'll find a way through, but I have a feeling that is probably one of the main reasons why the bookies have gone the way they have. Um, I'd, I'd love to be proven wrong. I really would. Rob, do you think it helps? Obviously, they're still in Queensland, so I'm assuming they never came home. They just went straight from Townsville to Brisbane. Do you think maybe being in a little mini camp and being around each other through all this bullshit of last week might gel them together a little bit? You'd hope so. Uh, No guarantee of it, Josh, but you'd hope so. I mean... Mm. Look, we ask for consistency every week, which is, you know, pretty impossible in NRL. Someone's got to win, someone's got to lose. But, you know, we've gone from big effort against Para to poor effort against Penrith to, you know, I think poor effort. I know the score was close, but it was a poor effort. Uh, big effort against the Cowboys should have won. So I just hope it's not going to be, you know, alternating week to week. But, hmm. you know, it's hard to get up for games that don't mean much in terms of the competition table. But, you know, I, I, just, I just hope they're just pissed off enough to just say, you know what, we had that one taken off us, you know. Let's yeah. not let, let let's not let it affect the last half a dozen games of the year, and 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 have a crazy look. Like, and then, by the way, there is another ex Tiger, Deloise Hoyter, who's on the wing. Oh, so, of course. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So they've got an inexperienced back line. We need to match them in the forwards, and we need to expose some of their outside backs. Um, you know, obviously they've got the likes of Stags there and and Oates, who are inexperienced players, but. If you look at, you know, Tessie New hasn't played that many games, even even the halfback who's uh, the 5'8", whose name escapes me and he's absolutely brilliant. Um, he's only played eight games, Ezra Mann. Um, 
and yeah, I think they've got a brand new centre in the team as well. So look, if we if we if we're on our game, we can win. But you know, the Broncos forwards are very formidable. Okay, while we're uh, <coughs> talking predictions, we're going to jump back. It's uh, yeah, boys, have you got a three-two-one for last week? Yeah, where do you want Close to start? Uh, as you have you got one? Yeah, close enough. I'm gonna give my three to Dano. Um, like I like we said before, best game of the season, uh, by far. I'm going to give the two to Naden. I really liked seeing what I saw from him in his return from suspension, and one to Brooksy. Um, because yeah, he, it was his best game of the season too. He ripped in um, better, some better fifth tackle options, a couple of try assists. It was a much better game from him compared to what we've seen for most of the rest of the year. If I could give an honorary one point, I'd give it to the inspirational captain, Jimmy Tamo, for 300 mm. games. It was an absolute, um, yeah, incredible performance from him too, so... <laughs> Honorary one, I'll call it a half, a half point. <laughs> a, half, a half each. Uh, Roberto. Okay, obviously I haven't seen the game a second time, so I'm going off off how I saw it. Uh, obviously, we're all in agreement, I'd assume, on Dano. Brilliant yep. game. I'm never going to forget that run from fullback up that right-hand sideline and, and just that last shove off, the way that he just pushed the defender away was quite inspirational. So definitely three to Dane. I'm going to give two to Joffa. He just did a mountain of work, and I don't think forwards, you know, get the rewards in terms of, you know, recognition. We always see the flashy plays and, and, and you know, the, the try-scoring guys. So I'm going to give him two. Now, one point, this will be a little bit controversial, but it's probably one of the highlights of my year, not just the game. That last try that we got with Stafford Toa, hmm. the ball the ball that Adam he produced to Dane yeah. Laurie... It's not It's not about the fact that he popped the ball inside. It was the fact that Adam Dway, he said, this game needs to be won. No one is going to fucking tie my hands up and I'm going to yeah. offload this ball and I'm going to get my team home. And that was just one of the most inspirational plays. And I think that's what hurt even more. I, I wish he could have nailed that goal from near the sideline and, yeah. and, and, and got it to three points. But trust me, if, if we'd had a three-point lead, mate, Ashley Klein would have found a penalty try or something off the kickoff line. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how we were going to roll last Sunday. But that was just absolutely yeah. inspirational. It just gave me goosebumps when I saw that. And that's why he should be our captain down the track or co-captain with Jacko. But, yeah, I gave one to Adam. Uh, yeah, three for Dane. I think it's pretty pretty obvious. I, I'm tempted to give Brooks the two, but I, I guess that intercept... Maybe even the one may uh, I'll be copying pretty much copying. <laughs> I'll be pretty much copying uh, as because I think Joffa. Nothing wrong with that. His selections were really good. Yeah. Too. Um. I really should think about it before we go on air. Yeah. I'll go. Yeah. I'm. I'm sound like I'm copying as, but um, I was tempted <laughs> to go the other way. Oh, other way around, but yeah, Brooksy, Brooksy definitely deserves a point. I thought he, um, yeah, had a decent game. What, what's the chat saying? Rachel's gone. Laurie offer Naden. Naden's a good shout. Yeah, he played. He played well as well. Stewie, Dane, Kelmer, Luke. 
Alex is gone. Laurie Brooks, Naden. Gussie, Kepa. Kepa, three. Controversial. Uh, two um, for Laurie and one for Joffa. So, um, yeah, that's our three, two, one. Uh, the points, it's pretty. Tell you what, uh, Hastings is on 47. I've got a spreadsheet, so it updates live. Uh, Hastings is on 47. Joffa's on 45. So I was wondering if uh, Joffa had done enough to overtake. Yeah, so I, my I call I on being close a few weeks ago. My call on Joffa there might get him the uh, the trophy that we haven't decided if we're going to make yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll speak to Shane see if he can. I don't know, get an old lead pipe or something, put it on a <laughs> bit of wood, put the MG Pump Solutions 321 Player of the Year on it or something. But, um, yeah, and back to this game this weekend. So sunny weather, so plenty of points. So predictions for this week. Boys, what are we What are we thinking? So 20 degrees, nice and sunny up in Brisbane. We seem to play well in Queensland for some reason. Um Apart from if you don't count the uh, the bubble, you talk the magic non- round this year where we didn't play all that great. Magic round, I've Cowboys. It at the Cow- First game uh, against the Cowboys. Yep. Um. Yeah. As what do you what are you feeling here? Yeah, I I want to be confident. I want the team to rip in, um, and get the dub two weeks in a row. Uh, but unfortunately, with the circumstances, I don't think we'll get the win. I hope they can keep it close again. I'm going to go with the. I'm tipping the Broncos by probably about eight points. I'd I'd say maybe a, another twenty six to twenty thereabouts score line because I think um, with Jock in the team, we'll definitely have some points in us because, mm. like Rob said before, his game against the Dogs at Leichhardt, he had some brilliant touches, um, and the try he set up, the little the little. Um, chip kick over the top of whoever that was. That was a brilliant little piece of play from him. Uh, so I think we'll definitely have some points in us. I'd love to see us get the win, but I think the Broncos with Haas and their forwards will be just a little bit too strong for us in the end. Rob, what are you, what are you thinking? Let us know in the chat too, guys. I see uh, Gussie saying 44-4 to the Tigers. <laughs> he said that last week too, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Stewie twenty-five to eighteen. Another another seven-point um, lead to the opposition. You're one point uh, off, Stewie. One point off, mate. Twenty-four eighteen Tigers. Twenty-four eighteen. So you, you're predicting a win, Roberto? I, I know the Broncos could easily win by twenty points or more, but mm. I just I just think Adam Dwayne he's not going to miss a goal this week. That's my big tip. Wow. That that's just a hundred percent, and you can lock Naden in for another try on on Deloise Hoiter. So that that's another tip. And if I was going to pick a Broncos try scorer, I'll go Jordan Ricky. Okay, but they're they're my three predictions: Tigers win, uh, Naden to score a try, Jordan Ricky to score a try. Jordan Ricky, okay. Um, I'll see. Yeah. I'll see what that multi is. I was going to say as yeah. Oh. See, see what that same. <laughs> It'll game pay multi. huge. It'll pay huge. So, what, um, so it was Tigers win and who and who were the try scorers? Naden, Naden and Naden and Ricky. Naden and Ricky. Okay. I'll I'm. Right. Fe- I feel I'll like the boys will be fired up too. I feel like, yeah, as I said, they're in camp together. I think the Jackson Hastings not getting along. Him and Adam, um, 
Yeah, I feel there's like a, there's a bromance there between. Yeah, it's. I think it might things. actually be the, be the opposite, ju- judging by the socials anyway. But I don't know. I'm I'm hoping they they come together and yeah, really play for some pride. I I really think yeah, the, the players that are picked this week, um, really want to make a name for themselves, and it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, if Jock Madden comes in. He's he wants a new contract, so you imagine he's fired up. He didn't play last week, so he's well well rested because the uh, the Maggies had the bias. So yeah, it it'd be interesting. I think I think we can get up. I think what did you say? Twenty to eighteen, Rob. I, I, I said think 24, 24, 18. 24, 18. So he's saying four tries, four goals. Yeah, and three tries, yeah. three tries, three yeah. goals. Yeah, I can see it being four tries all coming down the goal kicking. That um, yeah, that sounds about right for me. I think I think they're going to come out. I mean, that eighteen eight and a half margin is um, that's huge. Like, yeah, that's just showing no no respect to us. It's crazy that we literally should have beat the team coming second last week, and they're. Uh, I, I didn't look at the markets before Luke Brooks went out, but you wouldn't think maybe that swung it out a little bit. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, yeah, a huge, huge three tries in the modern game is, um, I guess the modern game scores more. It doesn't make sense. But uh, we'll be back Monday night to, yeah, to review this game. And um, thanks to everyone who... Has uh, tuned in this week. Our yeah, our numbers are really, really, uh, really good. Our YouTube, please go to our YouTube and uh, yeah, like, subscribe, turn notifications on, and all that jazz. Um, yeah, our we had lots of uh, great feedback about our show on Monday, and yeah, was uh, good therapy, Rob, for all our fans. Uh, I know you got some messages as well about Monday's yeah, show. It was great. We got some really good compliments. Actually, Sunday show, Sunday show. Not Sunday, Monday. sorry, it was Sunday. Yeah, but yeah, no, got some got some great uh, reviews, and you know, and thanks to all the listeners for tuning in. Considering we gave everyone what forty five minutes notice on Sunday yeah. night, so, so it was, yep. yeah, look, we, we were all pretty pissed off about the result. But like I said earlier, I think because the club's quiet, I think there's still things percolating there, so it's, it's not over yet. And yeah, thanks everyone's joined us live on a Thursday night, despite the footy. Who won the footy? I didn't even have a TV on. Uh, Twenty to ten roosters. Okay, it's only just uh, hit full time now. There and you go. yeah, it was. They he blew a short whistle with twenty two seconds left. And all. <laughs> <laughs> so it's officially over. There's no protest. And Rob, your multi, uh, the three legs, forty dollars fifty. You're welcome. And <laughs> Kathy oh, just said the Jerry. same thing. You weren't joking there. There was a soft. <laughs> Kathy said that something about a soft whistle too. You weren't joking. I thought you were joking. No, no, there was there was an all in brawl. There was an all in brawl with oh, twenty two right. seconds left. So, yeah, they got a little bit heated. No, there was a, a normal whistle at full time. But I'm just okay. yeah. We all know what a soft whistle is now. Yeah, I want to wait for go. the hard whistle. Can't wait for the hard whistle. Yep, we all <laughs> we all want a hard whistle. Uh, right, boys. On that note, we'll uh, speak again on Monday. As always, everyone in the chat, you, you're all regulars, like recognizable faces in there as always. So you know how to finish the show. As always, boys, go the Tigers.
Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. For listening to another episode of the West Life podcast. As always, we are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues Club and as well as MG Pump Solutions. If you could please subscribe if you'd love to hear us again. We're going to have episodes every twice a week, every week this season, Mondays and Thursdays. So we're going to, as the season rolls in, uh, be sure to catch us every week. And if you can, give us a like on the socials, so at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, search for Westlife Podcast on Facebook. And if you'd like to take part in the show, uh, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. It's just a couple of bucks a month to help grow the show. We'll see you again next time on the Westlife Podcast.